0: And welcome in to this week's edition of Gator Bites on the 1010XL.com podcast network, also being simulcast on the Florida Gator. 1010XL Facebook page with Denny Thompson, the hacker Ryan Green with you. Today's Gator podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. They're Northeast Florida's premier orthopedic physicians providing an unparalleled level of care. Visit Southeast Orthopedic Specialist in Riverside, Ponte Vedra, Northside, the Southside, the Beaches. Fleming Island and St. John's Denny Florida Falls for the first time this year forty-two twenty-eight to LSU certainly a lot of angles uh, to talk about but by and large just an overview at at the start here what did you make of what transpired Saturday night in Baton Rouge
1: I got a lot of confirmation on what Florida is really I uh I said this last night on the sports den I think Auburn Confirm for me that Florida's a top ten team because I wasn't sold on that. Um, LSU confirmed that Florida's a contender, like for the SEC. Um, I I thought and I understand the score and I understand you know we're Florida and we shouldn't have moral victories and all that, but I, I mean they played pretty well offensively. Well, yeah, offensively. Listen, here's the thing: is we've seen this LSU thing before, just not with LSU. Every year, it seems like there's somebody that comes out that's doing stuff that nobody can figure out. Joe Burrow all of a sudden turned into Peyton Manning and doesn't throw in completions. And then all of a sudden, they, they score until they don't. You know what I mean? They score until somebody, you know, figures it out. And watching that game, and we'll get into this in a second about adjustments made at halftime, watching that game, Florida just, Florida's plan going in was, hey, we're going to try to man these guys up a little bit, right? And then when Zaniga goes down and Grenard goes down and you're not getting pressure – it 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 just went south, you know. I, so I I don't I do you worry about them defensively? I don't worry about them defensively.
0: Um, I'm more concerned about them now than I was going into Baton Rouge. I mean, look, Joe Burrow is a good player. Is Joe Burrow 21 of 24 for 293 and three touchdowns? He could? must be. He I mean, must I, be. He's been doing it all year. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean that's what happened. I mean look, all right. There's obvious questions on the defense. We'll get to that. Let's start on a more positive the offensive side of the ball. You're the quarterback guru over your work here at six points, and and you train a lot of these quarterbacks. You know Felipe Franks. You've worked with Felipe. So let me ask you. To me, Florida doesn't have the offensive production on Saturday with Felipe in there. I thought that production was solely because of the type of quarterback Kyle Trask is. Agree or disagree?
1: Agree. Agree. I I think – Listen. Here's what we learned. One thing we learned: Mullen is a stud. Yes, Mullen is brilliant. Yes, brilliant. Mullen's amazing. I actually think that the injury helped the offensive line. And and what I'm and James brought this up last night on the Sports end. I don't want to take credit for this too much. Um, the offensive line knows where Trask is going to be. Trask ain't going anywhere. Although he 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 ran a little bit the other night, mm. but Trask is a pocket passer. Felipe like to move around a little bit, work up in the pocket a little bit. They know where Trask is going to be. And, yeah, there was a couple of bad missed assignments. But, you know, all in all, the last couple of weeks, I mean, the offensive line to be what we thought was going to be the weak spot coming in has held up against pretty good competition. Um, so I, I, I do think the offense is clicking on a few more cylinders with Trask than what it did. And I like what they're doing with Emory as well. Um, that could backfire. It worries me every time he runs in just coming cold. But, you know, Mullen called an amazing game. Pitts is the real deal.
0: Pitts is the best tight end since Aaron Hernandez, even though we don't like bringing him up. And before that, he's the best tight end in a long, long time. Right, no doubt.
1: No doubt. And the biggest adjustment made in the game was made by LSU and the way that they dealt with Pitts. And I think Florida, Florida should have done a little better job of countering, uh, it, it, but but they're going to learn how to do that. I mean, if, if what LSU, LSU did was – they actually kinda of spread out the field towards Pitts. You know, it's kind of like a a it's like a bracket coverage, a little more than what what people would think. And the way you take advantage of that is you gotta run the ball. They're taking that guy out of the box. You either got to run the bar, you gotta have some other receiver just absolutely dominate. Um and I thought the receiver production was pretty good, but it's almost like Trask didn't keep up with the adjustments that uh LSU made at halftime.
0: Well the one play that no one's really talking about Mullen Did address it yesterday at his his, uh, Monday presser. It's 28-28. You're first and 10. You throw a screen pass out to P. Ryan, you gain 30 yards. Holding penalty on Forsyth. You get behind the chains. Florida has to punt. LSU comes right down and scores. That changed the complexion of the game. And it was holding. I mean, look, I said this on the Gator uh, reaction show after the game. Gator fans, we love you, but we know a lot of you will always blame officials for losses. Every fan. And you'll always blame every fan. You always look for every excuse in the book. LSU beat you on Saturday night. LSU was the better football team. Sometimes you tip your cap to them. And you tip your cap to the LSU offensive coaching staff. You tip your cap to the, the LSU defensive coaching staff in the second half. Florida's going up and down the field on them in half number one. After that touchdown to start the third quarter, the Gators didn't score again. Well, they didn't score. They, they still were out twenty-one the nothing. Then, yeah, yeah, I mean, they scored. They, they, they got bottlenecked the in the red zone. Yeah,
1: they threw the pick. I mean, it, they had. I feel like they stopped themselves more than LSU stopped them in the second half. I mean, the miss, the complete whiff by Forsythe killed them yeah. um, on the sack. But I listen, I, I didn't come away from this thinking if these two teams happen to meet again, Florida has no chance. I didn't come away with that at
0: all. No, 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 no. Particularly to be at a neutral site. It'd be in Atlanta. Yeah. That'd be the only time they would play again. That would obviously mean Florida would probably have to run the table with the rest of their conference games. And we'll get to what's ahead because I got to tell you, that South Carolina game on Saturday looks a lot more interesting now than maybe it did, you know, we're five days get, ago. We're going to get to that? With the South Carolina? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you're going into Williams, Bryce. I, I just
1: don't want to. I mean, if we're going to come back. Yeah, no, to well, it, we're going to get okay. into
0: that. I mean, just recapping LSU real quick, uh, how much blame. Does Todd Grantham and the defensive coaches get for well not stopping LSU?
1: None. They took the, they took a shot and they missed. All right. They they said we're going to come out. We're going to we all got onto them for how unaggressive they were against Kentucky. So they said, you know what? We're not going to sit here and just get beat all night long. Well, they did, but they did it aggressively, right? And and I'm okay with that. Like you you took your best shot. You said we are stacked at DB. We match up well, and you got beat. Like it's You died a quick, fast death defensively instead of a slow one. Now, if you play them again, do you sit in cover four? Do you sit in a deep zone and keep everything in front of you? I don't know. I mean, that's what Texas tried, and it still killed them, right? I mean, I, I think at some point, like you just said, you got to tip your cap and you got to say, if we were to play them again, if we were to do it all over again, what will we do differently? And I think they probably would mix up a little bit more of their coverage. They probably would use a couple more blitzes up the middle. Um, try to clog up some lanes. Uh, There's a couple things that they would do differently, but I also think they would tell you Joe Burrow's pretty damn good. Yeah, Like, we didn't think he was that good. He's pretty dang good. You know, and so I I think, yeah, you'll see things go a little bit differently. And they – listen, they did not invent a new offense at LSU. Okay, they didn't. People just have to figure it out. And is LSU that extremely talented – that they're running the same thing that everybody else runs, they're just that much better than everybody else, I have a hard time believing that. At some point, somebody's going to find that weakness. Somebody's going to find the duck. Somebody's going to find does Burrow not like. Does he not like people at his feet? Does he not like people in front of him? Does he not like the blindside blitz? At some point, somebody's going to figure that out. And when they do, how does LSU adjust?
0: That is Denny Thompson. I'm the hacker, Ryan Green. This is Gator Bites. On the 1010XL.com podcast network, today's podcast is brought to you by the one and only Southeast Orthopedic Specialist, Northeast Florida's premier orthopedic physicians. Listen for the good doctor, Kevin Murphy, on Thursday mornings here on 1010XL or under the Friday Night Lights with Denny and I. Southeast Orthopedic Specialist is located in Riverside, Northside, Southside, the beaches, Fleming Island, and in St. John's. You can also visit them online at sc-ortho.com and in fact Denny, on Gator Bites you have Dr. Chris Swanson on your program on Monday evenings yep. from Southeast Orthopedic Specialist. Yeah, he was
1: on last night. As yeah.
0: well every yep. Monday night. Okay. So the Gators are 6 and 1. Obviously the associated press poll has come out. Both polls have come out. We'll focus on the AP for a moment. Not a lot of change. Florida goes from what 7 to 9. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you fall two spots. For losing a game, that goes to show you the AP voters were impressed. Before we get to South Carolina, I promise we'll get there in a moment. Are you more impressed with the Gator loss to LSU than maybe you have been over the six Gator victories?
1: No, no, definitely not. Because I came out of that Auburn game really bullish on them. I I mean, listen, we've been doing this since, what, January, February, something like that, and I really have never been that – over-the-top excited about this Florida team like a, I always thought three losses I came out of that Auburn game going wait they, they could win two of these three right of these three tough ones and they still can so I think I was a little higher on them just because I thought their team speed defensively was elite now I'm not so sure about the team speed I'm much higher on Dan Mullen as a play caller and I've always been high on him I'm much higher on the way they're developing quarterbacks, because it seems like whoever comes in next man up just does fine. I'm much higher on the way they game plan, and I think that matters. I think that wins football games when you have talent that is either equal or maybe just below – uh, You know, like, like let me give you an example. Jim McElwain, when they played Florida State, when they played Alabama, we didn't have a prayer. No, and everybody knew that. Dan Mullen, you play those games, and okay, wait a second.
0: Yeah, you have a, a puncher's chance. Florida State obviously. Florida State, now, yeah, but, but, but you know what I mean, right? Right. Like
1: now, like Dan Mullen makes that big of a difference, and I knew that, but I didn't know that big.
0: Like what he did Saturday night was amazing. Let me ask you this. Before the game on Saturday, four hours roughly before the Gators even kicked off, level of shock value for you, Denny Thompson, when Rodrigo Blankenship missed that 42-yarder and South Carolina went into Georgia and won that game.
1: Man, I was just talking to uh, Kyle about this, and and I have tape on this. After I went to the Notre Dame Georgia game, I did come back and say they're going to lose. Two Georgia has big holes, big holes. Like receiver play isn't great. That offensive line. Maybe the most overrated unit in the, of any unit in the SEC. They got
0: a lot of future NFL stars, but they did not play well on Saturday. Maybe.
1: maybe That, that offensive line has been exposed this year. I mean, Notre Dame got pressure on them yeah. all day. Um, I, I didn't think they'd lose to South Carolina. I thought they would win 2-1. They probably shouldn't, but I didn't think it'd be that one. I'm, uh, Blankenship missing it, Hot Rod missing it shocked me. Them losing and the way they lost, it didn't shock me. And it's not, it's not Jake Fromm. And it's not Coley. It's not – like, what do you – you have no receivers. Right. You have none. Cager goes down. You don't have any receivers with any experience, and that's been the case the whole time.
0: They had a mass exodus last year. Everybody left. Or Red got suspended. Ridley left. Nata left. Yeah, or got suspended. Right? a
1: leaving was the dumbest thing ever, by the way. I agree. But, but, no, I mean, that that is a football team that if they – If they can run the ball really, really well, they're tough to beat. If they can't, then anybody
0: has a chance against them. Let's bring it back to South Carolina. Florida plays their old coach this week, Will Muschamp. South Carolina pulled the biggest upset off in college football this year when they beat Georgia on Saturday. They got a turnaround, a noon kick, and the Florida Gators come rolling in. Um, How concerned should Gator fans watching or listening to Gator Bites right now be about this South Carolina Gamecock football team? I think
1: Florida wins by two or three scores. Oh, I think Florida matches up really well against South Carolina. Florida, everything I just said about Georgia, with the exception of the offensive line, is not Florida's problem. Florida has receivers. You want to get up and play cat coverage against Florida? Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. You're not going to win that battle, right? That, who are you going to match Pitts up with? Like I, I think Florida can score early. They can score often. I think they can force turnovers. I think they're. I, 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 I just South Carolina doesn't scare me. Missouri scares the tar out of me. South Carolina doesn't scare me.
0: Missouri, by the way, very quiet 5-1. and one, Yeah. Right? They lost their first game to Wyoming. No one's paying them any attention. They've won five in a row since, including beating the brakes off of South Carolina a couple of weeks ago. You were a head coach in the high school game. You were a coordinator in the high school game. You've been around a lot of high school and college quarterbacks. Uh, you've trained a lot of them. How hard will it be for South Carolina, in your opinion, and you know people up there in Columbia with the work that you do, how hard will it be to come down from the euphoria, the cloud nine of beating Georgia, and turn right back around seven days later and play the Florida Gators?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't really give either team an advantage because you got to think Florida's coming off of Auburn, LSU. Yeah, they're right? beat up. They're coming, and, and you know I think you're talking like emotionally, right? Right,
0: that's true too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, emotionally, it's like what team is better prepared? And, I, and I, listen with all the amenities that these places have, everybody recovers pretty quickly. Um, they'll be focused they'll be ready they're at home I, I think the noon kick is an advantage for Florida
0: I agree I did not want to go there at night
1: no no I think the noon kick's an advantage for Florida South Carolina's going to be ready I I'm not real sure which quarterback I'd rather play though honestly like Holinsky looks looks pretty good right the kid was at Joyner is that the
0: Joiner? and yeah yeah
1: heck of an athlete can make some things happen I almost think I'd rather face Holinsky, which I think they're going to. I'll
0: tell you what I'm concerned about. And, look, the Gator offensive line, I thought, despite Forsyth having the holding penalty and despite Forsyth giving up the sack, I thought, by and large, you take the entire game against LSU, I was okay with the Gator o line. I agree. I thought they would actually do a whole lot worse. They're playing a South Carolina defensive line now that had their way with Georgia. Mm-hmm. Javon Kenlaw just had his way. Sandage just had his way. I mean, those South Carolina interior D linemen were pushing Georgia all around the field. Level of concern about playing a confident Gamecock D line if you're the Gator offensive well, line.
1: I, I think that's where Dan Mullen's succeeding though. Hack is, you look at what they did against Auburn. You look at what they did against LSU. You're not gonna. Nobody's gonna convince me that South Carolina's front is better than those two. Uh, just maybe they are, but I I don't believe that. I think that's where Dan Mullen. We we talked about this before the season even started. The offensive line, if everything runs right, is a factor, but it's not the factor, right? Because Dan Mullen wants to get the ball out of his hands quickly. He wants to establish a running game a little differently. Um, He's going to be – Dan Mullen's going to call your way out of that. He's not going to let them sit back and take shots. That's where the receiver play for Georgia killed them. They couldn't get separation early, right? Everybody wants to put this on Coley and on Kirby and all that. But gum, man, you got to separate early or your quarterback's going to get killed or he's going to throw 50-50 balls. Not to get killed. I don't think Florida has that problem. They got a how tall is Pitt? Six four, six five.
0: He's listed at six five. I think he's closer to six, six. Okay, they
1: got a six five, six six bell out receiver basically, right? They've got quick guys. Van Jefferson ran one of the nastiest routes I've ever seen the other night. So I think they can create separation quickly. Piron seems to be fine in his groove. I, I don't think they. I, I don't think they have the same issues that Georgia had.
0: And and with where we are in the college football playoff, and let, let me be clear. I think Florida's a very good football team. Do I think they're going to run the table? Probably not. Could they? Eh, you know, maybe. But but my opinion is we're not going to – we haven't seen the last Florida loss of the year. You're talking about regular season? Or Alabama in the okay. SEC title game, whatever. I just think Florida's going to lose at least one more game. Having said that, that LSU loss was meaningless. Oh, it, yeah. It no, didn't no matter doubt. at all. No doubt. Because if I'm wrong – Both teams,
1: by the way. Right.
0: If I'm wrong and if Florida wins – the rest of their games, they will win the national championship. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know if that's good for college football or not. That's where we are now that a big rivalry game for Florida and LSU, Florida loses, doesn't really affect them at all.
1: Well, it does from the sense of you don't – I mean, there's no more mulligans.
0: There's no more mulligans. Okay. Right. I that's mean, fair. it does
1: from that sense. But, I mean, I get you. I'll, I'll tell you this. My expectations – that Florida could win the rest of their regular season games. Uh, not 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 the SEC championship are a lot higher than what they were this time last well, week. Well
0: yeah the only ranked team is Georgia, right? Missouri. Is, oh is Missouri ranked? Yeah, okay.
1: Missouri. But I mean it's this time last week it it was yeah, I think they'll they'll lose two, I'm pretty certain. I'm not so certain. I'm not I mean, they may be favored in every single game left. I mean think about that. In fact if you, I don't think it's going on a limb of saying they will be favored in every game remain.
0: We might be jumping the gun, but it's what we do here on Gator Bites. If, I mean, Florida currently is ranked higher than Georgia in a couple of the polls. Georgia fans can't be happy about that. If Florida were to beat Georgia, Kirby's not in any trouble, obviously. But the overwhelming sentiment, I would think, would be how did Mullen in year two pass Kirby in year four? Mm-hmm. Because at that point, you're ranked higher than them. If you beat them head-to-head, you already talked trash to them in the offseason. If you back it up, there would be some head-scratching going on in Athens, would there not?
1: Well, there's head-scratching going on in Athens now because the – listen, I, I know the staff at Georgia very well, and I love the staff at Georgia. That's that, that staff has nothing to do with the fact that Georgia fans have had expectations for the last ten years of winning a national championship when they haven't won one since 1980. Right. Like, that's the expectations – if that's the expectations of everybody, then everybody but one is going to be let down every single year. I, it, it's Listen, this is a perfect example, Georgia is, of highly rated recruiting classes coming through, but then you have an attrition at one position, and it changes everything about your team. And, and that's that receiver position. So I I, I don't put this I, – I actually came away from Notre Dame saying, man, they're doing a hell of a job coaching because they so, – they don't have a player on that team right now at the receiver position that would start at Florida. Not one. Think about that.
0: Yeah, now look, in time, Pickens is going to be a heck of a player. In time, Boy is going to be He hasn't really done heck-
1: anything yep. since week one, but you're right. True freshman. Right, but none of them start at Florida right
0: Agreed. now. Agreed. Right now, they would not. No. Absolutely
1: No, they don't have a tight end that would start at Florida. I mean, and I think you could probably go on and on and on. Um, not, I mean, not every position, but – you could probably name a couple. I mean, defensive back, would you give that to Georgia? or Would you give that to Florida? i right gave probably
0: give it to Florida. Although, the, you know, LSU was not good, I think Florida has more talent but, than but the But you secondary. see my point. I my, do. My,
1: my, my, my point is, uh, six months ago, it was like we wouldn't have given any of these positions except for maybe receivers. Sure. Now you're looking at it and going, wait, Florida has the edge. And, oh, by the way, both coaches are elite. So, I mean, I think it's going to be a heck of a football game. Got to get by South Carolina and get to that bye first. I understand that. But I do think Florida will be favored in every remaining game.
0: Today's Gator Podcast is brought to you by Southeast Orthopedic Specialists, They're Northeast Florida's premier orthopedic physicians, providing an unparalleled level of care. Visit Southeast Orthopedic Specialists in Riverside, Ponte Vedra, the north side, the south side, the beaches, Fleming Island, and St. John's. All right, Denny, as we wrap up Gator Bites, uh, real quick, Georgia, uh, I almost feel bad for Kentucky. you know, losing to South Carolina the way they did. Kentucky comes in this week. That's going to be a a woodshed game, is it not?
1: I mean, you would think. You would think. Sometimes, you know what happens, O'Hackers? You lose because you're not as good as you think you are. Yeah. It was a humbling (laughs) moment for the dogs. You know what I mean? mean, Sometimes it's not always a fluke. And I think if South Carolina and Georgia played ten times, South Carolina would win maybe two or three of them. Right. But – Sometimes people – and that's what I'm saying about LSU. Sometimes people figure you out. And well, sometimes people figure that weakness out. It's not figured coaching style, but that team's weakness. And maybe Notre Dame did it a little bit, and South Carolina just kind of piled on. You know? uh,
0: you know, but I, I do think Georgia will get by Kentucky, so they're going to be prime and ready in two weeks. Florida and South Carolina is the earlier kick, the noon kick. And I think you you said it earlier. You know, You can repeat it. You think Florida wins this game, and it's not close in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think You're they run away positions. early. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think they run away early. I think it's you know a 17- or 20-point game at the end. I, I really do. I just don't see how South Carolina matches up with Florida.
0: If I were to tell you, if that happens, and if Florida is 7-1, and one, what would that be, 4-1 and one in the conference going into the bye? If I were to have told you that September 1st, <laughs> would you have taken it? Heck yeah. Yeah. yeah so man, so, so they've surpassed yeah.
1: year. Oh, already, yeah. I mean, as long as they don't lose the game, they're not supposed to. I mean, how can you be anything but but optimistic about where Florida's going?
0: I'll tell you this: If Florida's seven and one, the dogs are seven and one. You got the bye week next week. If they both win this week, and that comes to fruition, what a game! What an atmosphere! The cocktail party will be here in Jacksonville. It's gonna
1: be fun. It's gonna be fun. I, I, that bye week is gonna take forever. Yeah. With all the trash talk at the
0: station. Oh yeah. Much oh, less yeah. around town. Well, so. and, and rest assured. And again, got to get by South Carolina first. We got to keep saying it. But all the little tweets, all the little poking yeah. in the offseason that Dan Mullen did to Georgia, what was it, the, the 9,000 yeah. um, tweet? It was 9,000 days since Georgia had won a, a title. That's all going to come back. It's going to be brought back the week of the cocktail party. Are you going to that? Florida-Georgia? Uh, I may. See, now I do that reaction show afterwards, oh, so yeah. I'd have to find a maybe in the press box, but I'm certainly giving it some thought. I've been to, gosh, probably 15 Florida-Georgia yeah. games. They're, they're, they're a lot of fun. This year could be an absolute blast. Final question. We'll talk about them more in the next couple of weeks. Missouri still plays Florida and Georgia. Yeah. Missouri right now, they're appealing, but right now they're not eligible to win the East, even though they're the only team that hasn't lost a conference game. How much of a fly in the ointment could Missouri potentially be for either the Dogs or the game? I think it could
1: be. I mean, Kelly Brown's a difference maker. Back-to-back years – They've had really good quarterback play, right? And you always know Missouri's going to play decent defense as well. So, I ain't, they're going to give one, if not both, a, a heck of a ball game. And we already know Florida struggles with Missouri. Yeah,
0: and Florida's got to go to Columbia, Missouri, and that normally does not work out no, well it doesn't. for the Gators. But first things first, Florida and South Carolina this Saturday, williams Bryce Stadium in Columbia, high noon. Right after the game, join me on the 1010XL Facebook page. Not this one, but the actual station Facebook page, for the Florida Gator Instant Reaction Show. He is Denny Thompson. I'm the hacker Ryan Green. We'll be back next week breaking down the Florida-South Carolina game right here on Gator Bites on the 1010XL.com podcast network presented by Southeast Orthopedic Specialists.